This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, March 3rd, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. The climate change debate is certainly polarizing. So what about scientists who agree that climate change is real, but also believe it's not the end of the world? Where do they fit in? Cato Senior Fellow in Environmental Studies Pat Michaels explores those ideas in his new book, Climate of Extremes. The discourse on climate change, in fact, has become a climate of extremes. Either it seems you think the world is coming to an end uh, from climate change and pronto, or you say there is no such thing as climate change. It, It may be shocking that here in Washington issues get polarized like this, but of course they all do. Um... Now it's gotten to the point that if you say, well, climate change is real, but it's not the end of the world, both poles of the debate get angry with you. The people who say it's the end of the world and the people who say that it's not real. But in fact, that is the truth. Climate change is real. It's modest. It's proceeding at a rate that is below the statistical rates predicted by the climate models. In other words, those models are in the process of failing, and there's not very much you can do about it. Examples of of the climate of extremes uh, are are all over this book. My favorite is the notion that all the ice is going to rapidly fall off of Greenland in the next 100 years and sea level is going to rise 20-odd feet. This is championed by one person and one person only, NASA's James Hansen, who is certainly the most extremist of all the global warming scientists, and Al Gore likes to repeat it in somewhat modified form. Well, the fact of the matter is, for several millennia, I said millennia, not a few years, after the end of the last ice age, the Arctic Eurasian ocean sector was several degrees warmer than it is now. And the only way that could happen would be for warm water to move up from the east side of Greenland into the Arctic Ocean. That's the only gate there is. So it means Greenland was warmer for several millennia. Did it shed all its ice? Did sea level go up 25 feet? No, there's absolutely no evidence for that. It kept its ice, which means that the planet is a much more stable place uh, than is portrayed in the climate of extremes. The question becomes, how did we get to this climate of extremes, and what, if anything, can we do about it? We got here by the way that we do science, where only by proclaiming the end of the world do we compete against other apocalypses, such as AIDS, cancer, etc. Everything is portrayed as an end of the world issue. And so therefore, if someone says it's not, or submits a manuscript to a referee journal that says it's not, there's going to be a lot of hostility. Um, My solution to this is very simple. I have seen papers extremist papers on the apocalyptic side uh, get published that are just terribly, terribly flawed. And I've seen papers that are on the moderate side get trashed in the review process when they were very, very good papers. What we need to do, because we have so much information available, we need to have the major journals put every manuscript they're sent online, their editorial decision, and the reviewer's comments because CyberWorld will find who is letting bad papers slide through and who is killing good papers, and it will squawk. This already happened with stem cell research in Science Magazine. Uh, People saw a fraud in a paper that was published there. Ironically, Science, of course, is really pushing stem cell. In about eight hours, the blogs had destroyed it. 
if we could just get the reviewers' comments out in public, I guarantee you that we would begin to mitigate the climate of extremes. The bottom line on climate change is that it's an overblown issue. The planet is warming at a very modest rate. In fact, it's warmed zero since 1997. We don't have a computer model that says the planet would go through such a period of non-warming in the 21st century, but we've already done that. It's very clear that the planet is being very reluctant to go along with these apocalyptic scenarios, and it's going to stay that way. Unfortunately, the climate of politics here in Washington is going to guarantee that we are going to spend tremendous amounts of people's money trying to stop a non-problem. There's a remarkable disconnect between what Obama and uh, the people in power want to do about global warming and what the people think of global warming. Uh, the Pew Center for People and the Press recently published a survey where they named 20 issues, uh, economics, crime, etc., and global warming and asked people to rank which of these should be a priority. Global warming came in dead last. I guarantee you that anyone who puts in legislation that makes people pay through the nose for energy because of global warming is going to pay a very stiff political price somewhere down the road. Pat Michaels is co-author of the new book, Climate of Extremes. You can order your copy at Cato.org.